Hey, what's going on? It's Sybil from The Possibility of Today. Thanks so much for dropping by and tuning in. This show's all about the events that are happening all around us, whether it's the events in the news or even the events in our own life. We get into all of it because we are trying to make certain we are living today better than yesterday. So I hope you will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility Today on webtalkradio.net. Hey, what's up? How are you? How was the week? I hope you've been doing well. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, We're going to start like we always do, talking about some of your hot questions that you sent in. So thank you guys so much for always sending in those great questions. Today, I think we've got some good ones. We're actually going to be taking some from John. And so we'll be talking about how you can start the day off right, you know, make sure you get things going on the right foot. And also we're going to take another good question that John sent in about what you can do when you're, you know, working through things, when you have doubts, when you've made like really serious decisions in your life and, you know, you start wondering, okay, did I make the right decision? So John, thank you so much for both of those questions because I think they apply to so many of us and we are going to discuss both of them and I'll give you my advice. But first, I wanted to talk to you about something I think you might want to start integrating into your into your days. Okay, so I have a question. Have you ever had those days when you just feel like too many things are going wrong, like you're looking around and it just seems no matter which direction you look, there's just something you have to take care of. There's problems all over the place. And then of course, things just seem to continually pop up. And so you're getting frustrated. I mean, you're tired, right? Because you feel like you've been doing the best you can do for so long and you've been trying to just hold it all together, right? Hold all the pieces together, keep all the balls in the air. But it seems like no matter how hard you try, things are just all over the place. And there's, of course, no end in sight. Have you ever had those days? I mean, does any of that sound familiar at all? Well, if it does, I've got a solution for you. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because I have a process that I personally use anytime I'm managing through challenging times and I've actually been using it for years and the reason why I wanted to talk to you about it today is because it's working (laughs) and I love sharing stuff that works and I think that this is a really good one. I was actually talking to one of my really good friends the other day going through this process And it really kind of stems around this quote, a great quote, one of my favorites by John Kabat-Zinn. And it says, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. This process is literally about learning to surf, right? Because inevitably there are going to be those times. Like, I mean, you're going to have challenges. I mean, I know I've had my share of waves, tidal waves. If I'm really thinking about it, this approach helps you manage through all of those waves. For me, what it really does is it just calms me down, helps me put things into perspective and manage through the day, regardless of what's going on or what's going wrong or what's not happening or what's not falling into place. It just allows me to always keep a good peace of mind. And what I've realized is there's nothing better than that. You know, if I can have a good peace of mind, then there's not much I can't figure out and there's not much that I can't manage through. And like I was saying, I was just going through this process with one of my really good friends so that she could start using it. I was like, oh, 
this may be something that I want to share with everyone because for whatever reason, don't you feel like right now there's just a lot going on? I mean, I'm looking at like my life, of course, and I look at my friends' lives and we're always talking about just all the things that seem to be going on right now, like the challenges that are just popping up left and right in in our lives. I mean, I know people who have recently lost their jobs, people who are having relationship issues, financial challenges, and of course, just people who are working through what I call the everyday stuff of, of life, you know, the issues and the daily challenges that, you know, the waves <laughs> that are just inevitably continually coming. And I mean, you name it, I feel like it's going on. Have you noticed that? Is it, is it just me? What about for the people around you? If it's not something that you've noticed in your own life, do you notice that there are things and challenges that seem to just be popping up right now for a lot of people? I'm telling you, I really think that things are just shifting and I don't know if it's just that time of year, but whatever the case is, there seem to be a lot of challenges and that's why I thought this is the perfect time to kind of go through this process because I know I personally right now have a lot going on. So I'm using this. So it's very top of mind. I'm in the middle of a move to another house here in Southern California. And for all of those who have moved recently or remember their last move, you know, it's always filled with challenges, right? I mean, I have so many other things going on too that I'm trying to work through with my business. I'm in the midst of finishing up this book I'm writing. And of course, <laughs> that has had its own set of challenges. And I just have everyday challenges. Like I was running errands, okay? I parked my car in a parking garage. I'm not talking the side of a street or somewhere that's you know, not a safe place to park your car. I parked my car in a parking garage. So the assumption is everything's going to be fine with my car when I come back. Well, anyway, I finished running errands. I get back to my car and there's like this shattered plastic all over the ground in front of my car. So, of course, I'm clueless and... I just start taking my foot and like sweeping away all of the plastic because I'm like, I don't want to run over these pieces and then I get a flat tire. But then I, I look up at my car and I see that the grill is totally shattered. The grill on my car. First of all, who knew that grills were made of plastic? But that's another story for another day. But I see that my grill is missing and I'm just trying to put together this picture I'm like what what's happened and honestly if I'm being honest I'm not the greatest driver I mean I'm 37 I've been driving for what two decades but if I'm being honest there are definitely those times I make like those silly driving mistakes you know and I hit things like my garage or other stationary objects I mean never huge crazy accidents but just enough of those little fender benders where it makes no sense to pay your deductible, but then it costs enough to repair the damage. And, you know, so you kind of feel the pain of the mistake. But anyway, I, I noticed that my grill shattered. And I'm like, man, what did I hit? Of course, you know, because I have this, this issue with hitting things. I'm like, I don't even remember hitting anything. I mean, and it's hilarious, right? I'm blaming myself. That's the first place my mind goes because I'm still, you know, working through my, my driving challenges. But I, I think about it and I'm like, wait a second, I didn't hit anything. And there's plastic here on the ground. Somebody has hit my car and just taken off. And now I'm like, okay, great. Now I get to deal with this challenge. And of course, it happens in the same time span that I'm getting ready to move. I'm juggling my daughter's after school schedule. 
which I don't even really remember being as busy as she is at six years old, but maybe it's like a new thing. Anyway, I'm handling things for my son. And of course, like I was saying, trying to work through all of the things for my business. And many of you who read The Possibility of Today know I gave up complaining about six years ago, so I can't complain about any of this stuff. And I'm, I'm not complaining about it now. I'm just telling you so that you have a good idea of what's going on. I mean, honestly, despite all of this, right, that I really do have going on, I don't really have any negative complaint thoughts about it because I'm like a big advocate of not complaining because it just totally freed up my mind. So I'm continually trying to keep it top of mind not to complain because I just don't want to ever go back to that and I was kind of caught up in it. So I really try to let all of these things just roll off me and focus my attention on things that are working. I mean, and it's not that I don't, you know, handle stuff or that I'm ignoring stuff that needs to be resolved. I just don't let the junk, you know, work me up. I just resolve them the best way I can. I focus on, you know, the things that are working and I just move on. I try to live up to this quote, which is, you know, you guys know I love quotes, but this one is um, one of my favorites by Dale Carnegie. And it's, it says about 90% of the things in our life are right. Make sure you don't overlook the 90% that's right because you're focusing on the 10% that's not. And so that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And I have a process that I always go through. And so when it comes to my car and I, the challenges and all of that stuff that I'm working through, this is the process that I'm applying. And, you know, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to focus on the 10% that's not working because I have 90% of things in my life that are working. And what I realized is you really can manage through just about anything. And you can find great solutions once you know how to shift your perspective and look at things from the right angle, right? To see the 90% and to see that the 10% that's going not wonderfully, there's solution, there's things you can do. You know, it's just about looking at that 10% from the right perspective and not getting caught up in it. And it's just such a great habit that we can strengthen. And honestly, <laughs> because there are so many challenges it seems like going on these days, why not have this guaranteed way to manage through any of the challenges that may come up? As I was sharing earlier, I was going through this process with one of my really good friends who's honestly been getting slammed. I mean, left and right by challenges. So we're talking the other day and, you know, catching up one morning. She's almost about to have one of those days, you know, quote unquote, those days where it just feels like there's too much going wrong all at the same time. And I think she was seconds away from reverse spiraling and ending up feeling terrible for the rest of the day. So I'm like, okay, look, you don't have to, to go through this. I, I'm going to show you these three steps that you can take so you can catch yourself before you start going down this spiral that you're like seconds away from. Because understandably so, she's just had a lot of things going wrong and she's getting frustrated, right? I mean, haven't you noticed that to be true? It's like once one thing goes wrong, then another thing and then another thing, it just like has a tendency to, to pile up. That's when it really feels like, you know, this is just crazy. I mean, I know I definitely have had those, those times and, Every time I come out on the other end, you know, and I've worked through all the challenges or whatever else has come my way, I'm 10 times stronger and better for it. But it's not that it's all that fun, right? When you're smack dab in the middle of a bunch of things that just seem to be going wrong. And let's also be real. You know, knowing that you're going to be stronger at the end of a challenging time is great. But it's not always comforting and doesn't necessarily make you feel better when you're in the middle of working through a lot of things, right? I mean, I know when I have challenges surrounding me, I'm not sitting there thinking, great, 
I'm going to get stronger at the end of this. This may be tough right now, but yeah, yay, I'm, I'm getting strong. I'm getting stronger. Now, that's not saying I don't realize that that's the case and it's important and definitely necessary. But every time I was going through something, I can look back now and realize, yes, I needed the strength and I came out on the other side of the challenge with it. But that wasn't something that made me all warm and fuzzy when I was going through it. And that's why I was like, okay, I need an approach of always finding my way back to my peace of mind because knowing that I'm going to be stronger at the end of it isn't necessarily what I'm looking for, right? That's not what makes me want to like push through and fight and manage all the junk (laughs) that's coming my way. I knew that I needed something that was going to help me find my way back to my peace of mind, you know, and look at things from an improved and, you know, even a better perspective. Because one of the things that's essential when you're managing through any challenge is you want to have the best frame of mind, right, to get through it. You want to have the best mindset possible. It's not that you have to love managing through the challenging times, but when you can find peace with the situation, this is what I've noticed, and have the best mindset, that's when you're able to manage through whatever comes your way in the best way possible. Honestly, it's also when you can manage through things a lot quicker than you would have if you had just been you know, wallowing in your misery with the wrong mindset and just kind of riding that downward spiral. And that's what I was talking to my friend about because I'm seeing her getting slammed left and right with challenges and she's she's upset about it, rightly so. And I know personally, because I've had those days, I know how heavy they can be and they can be some of the toughest ones that we've got to work through, right, and manage through. And so I'm like, hey, look, (laughs) let me tell you about this process that's going to help you avoid riding this spiral down because you don't have to feel more and more terrible as you go through the rest of this day. Like you can turn this around. And that's what I finally realized, right? Because we don't have to let these days or those days, I should say, that are challenging get the best of us. We can relieve the pressure. We can take away some of the heaviness. We can melt the tension. And we can manage through whatever is coming at us without having to feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And it all comes down to perspective. Just like that Dale Carnegie quote was explaining about the majority of the things being right in our life. And making sure we're focusing on the right things. Because we get to choose how the challenges that come our way affect us. And the best thing that we can do is to step back and look at the entire picture. You know, and then we're able to see everything from the best perspective. We can see our life from a better perspective. We can see the challenge. And most importantly, we can find the solution if there is one. The issue that I was having and the problem I was making, and it was the same problem my friend was making too, was that it's easy to focus on everything that's wrong. I was letting all of the things that weren't working overshadow all the things that actually were. You know, you get caught up in all the challenges and everything that's going wrong, and it's easy to do that. It seems like that stuff is just right there, staring you in the face, right? (laughs) At least that's the way it always seemed for me. And that makes it easy to overlook all the other things that are actually working. What I also realized is when you are focused too much on all of that bad stuff, on that 10%, that's when stuff starts really feeling heavy. 
that's also when it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, is there something there? Am I ever going to get through this? Like, how do I, how do I get through this situation? But if you can understand how your mind works, as I'm sure you've heard before, you can control where you place your attention. If I didn't know any better, I would believe that our brains are hardwired to primarily focus on those things that are going wrong, right? Or the things that aren't working because those things do catch our attention, right? They quickly rise to the surface and they can honestly just take up all of our attention. They can monopolize our attention. But the reality is, is that we're not hardwired wrong. Thank goodness, right? We just have to choose what we focus on and how we frame things in our minds. And the minute I understood that, everything just changed for me. Because what I realized was it was just about committing to not allowing these wrong types of thoughts to just continually run through my mind uncontrolled and let them suck me in like they had for so long. Don't worry, because <laughs> this isn't going to be some over-the-top recommendation to just be positive and don't worry, be happy. You know, I'm not really a believer in just masking things over with positive thinking. I think you've got to get in there, have the best mindset and energy, and most importantly, fix something if it can be fixed. And just thinking positive, always, to me at least, it seems a little bit like you're oversimplifying things. But the reality is that there are things we can do to manage through challenges in the best way. What I'm recommending is to be the observer. And what that means is you choose to be the observer of the thoughts that are in your mind. And when you do that, it's just much harder for these thoughts to suck you in. That's why it's so important to understand how your mind works because you can change the track or the videos, if you will, of what your mind is kind of running through, what it's focusing on. And it's not that you're not going to have negative thoughts from time to time because those may pop up. But when you step back, and you just watch them, you realize, I don't have to get sucked into these. You can just say, okay, this is the way my mind is framing things. That's what I always say. Okay, this is the way my mind is seeing things. It's going off on its little tangent. <laughs> Understanding that my mind has a way of making things seem worse than they really are. And once you can do that, you just are like no longer a prisoner to the thoughts, you know, to your mind playing these tricks on you. For example, have you noticed how it's often the case that all the bad stuff seems to just flood your mind at night, right? Like you're lying there, you're in bed, trying your best to fall asleep and things seem just awful, <laughs> way worse than they did in the morning before you kind of started going through. And of course, in the morning and maybe during the day, you were still like, oh God, this is awful. But you go to sleep at night and it's just 10 times worse. I've always, always found it to be the case that my mind can make things seem huge. <laughs> and I mean huge, enormous in the middle of the night. But then, you know, after I fall asleep, <laughs> which sometimes used to take a long time, and I wake up and think about them again, they're always smaller. And it's not that I don't still have issues or things that need to be handled, but what seemed almost insurmountable in the wee hours of the night just had a way of seeming like something, hey, I can work through this. Like, it's not ideal. It's still challenging. It's still, 
you know, something that I'm going to have to find the solution to. But in the morning, it just always seemed to be a little easier to work through. That is why I think it's so important, again, to know how your mind is working, to know how it's framing things, and to know that it really can make a mountain out of a molehill. Because then, once you understand that, your mind can't play the same kind of tricks on you that it's been playing on you your whole life. And you can also choose to put new things in your mind to focus on. Things that are more of the truth and things that once you focus your attention on them, you just feel better, right? And you're relieved and you realize things aren't as bad as you know your mind is making them out to be. I actually call this your what's already working list of things. But before we go there, because we're going to get to all of that, we're going to go through the specific three steps. I wanted to go through this cool exercise that shows you how easily you can change the pictures and what you're seeing in your mind. And I got this one from Oprah, who went to see some yogi or something, and he took her through this exercise. Now, obviously, I'm not a yogi. Okay, so go ahead and I'll put that out there. But I want to show you how it works because it really allows you to kind of see how your mind works and how you can put certain thoughts into it. So take a couple of seconds right now and just close your eyes. And what I want you to do is imagine in your mind a full moon. Imagine the brightest, most beautiful full moon you've seen. Can you see it? What color is it? Okay, now imagine an enormous oak tree by the bank of a river. Can you see it? It's got like these large branches and look at the shade and how it's casting, you know, this dark shadow right on the edge of the river. Can you see that? Okay, now imagine a red triangle. A bright red triangle, like bright red, the red of a stoplight. Can you see that in your mind? Now you see how all of those things in your mind just came to you and you could see them when you called your attention to them and you focused on them. And even right now, if you are working through a challenge today, if there's something weighing on your mind, for those moments where you were just focused on those images, the challenges, you weren't focused on. The heaviness, the drama, whatever was going on, if there's something going on today, that's not where your attention was because you were seeing those objects. Even more important than being able to just see those objects and realize that you can just call your attention to them is understanding that you can just let go of them too. You cannot focus on them. Like right now, you're not focused on the full moon anymore, are you? That image is gone, right? And so once you understand that, you can really understand how your mind works. You can see how it puts images in front of you, like flashbacks of things that happen that upset you, images of the fight with your partner or your husband or your boyfriend or whomever, or images of a scene that played out with a coworker where he pushed your buttons and you got all worked up, or even fears, right, about things that aren't going to work out or things that aren't going to come together. If you keep those images circling in your mind and you keep putting all your focus on them, they're going to continue to suck you in. They will monopolize your attention. And what I realize is they will weigh you down and keep you continually feeling like there's just too much going wrong and everything is just going to feel heavy. But guess what? 
you can choose to let the images go. And it's not that your problems are going to just magically disappear. You're going to look up and be like, oh, I let the image of this problem go and now it's gone. No, of course not. <laughs> but you can choose to change the images you're continually focused on and you're going to feel a lot better. It's the Dale Carnegie quote. It's the focusing on the 90% of things that are working. And next, I'm going to show you exactly how you can put together what I call this what's already working list because this is where you want to put your mind. But the point right now is that you can let go of all that stuff that just doesn't seem manageable, that doesn't seem like something that's going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. You can relieve the heaviness of a situation. You can choose to relieve it by just letting the image go. And again, it's not that you're not going to have to come back and work through the issues. It's not that you're denying that there are real issues that need to be worked through. It's just that you're using the power you have, right? To observe your thoughts and influence your thoughts. And when you can do that, you can control your emotions. You can control how you're feeling and give yourself a break. <laughs> you can melt away some of the heaviness when you're working through things. And when you can relieve some of that pressure, you just start feeling better, right? That's when you can get all your good energy flowing. That's how you can find your way to solutions and the things that you need to do. And of course the mindset, like that's when you can free your mind. And all you have to do is just choose to let the images go. Just like you did with the moon and the tree and the red triangle. Listen to how Oprah explained it because she had that same realization after she went through this exercise. Working with this wonderful yogi in a yoga, uh, yoga class and he had me to uh, lie down flat, close my eyes. He would list different objects. This is when I really got it. I learned could let the red triangle and the full moon come in and out of your mind. You have the same control over all the thoughts that are jamming you up all day long. And that's how I got it. I mean, and it's so true, right? It's exactly like what Oprah said. You can let go of the thoughts that are jamming you up, that are jamming your mind. It actually brings to mind another story because you want to hear something interesting? I did this exact same thing with golf. I didn't realize it at the time, but when I was taking the bar exam, I was totally freaked out <laughs> about failing the bar. I mean, totally freaked out. I was on another level, totally wound up. And you may be thinking, oh, okay, it's a silly test. Why <laughs> would you freak out about taking the bar? But I had just blown it up in my mind, right? And this test had gotten control over my mind big time because I tied the bar exam to just about everything else in my life that I wanted. And I decided, unless I pass the bar, my entire life is going to fall apart. <laughs> you know, I thought if I didn't pass the bar, I would lose everything. I'd already been hired at a law firm and had started working. And of course, then it was time to take the bar. And I'm like, okay, if I don't take the bar, I'm going to lose my job because what firm is going to want an attorney that hasn't passed the bar? And then I was like, I'm going to lose my money <laughs> and not be able to pay my bills or my student loans for law school, which are enormous. <laughs> and then I was going to clearly, you know, if I've lost my job and I've couldn't pay my loans or my bills and I've lost all my money, I'm clearly going to go crazy in my mind. <laughs> and because I've gone crazy, then that means my boyfriend, who was my boyfriend at the time, and he's now my husband, was going to know I went crazy and who wants a crazy girlfriend. So that relationship would be over. <laughs> and I mean, looking back, 
I know it all sounds crazy, but I'm just saying that's how my mind was working and that's how it had completely gotten tied up in knots around this exam, right? So I'm totally anxious. I mean, going crazy for months leading up to the bar. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was stressed all the time. Just by all means, living in fear of a test. It still just sounds ridiculous to say, but it was true. Anyway, I found golf. Yeah, golf, right? Okay, which is hilarious because I had never played golf, but I started playing golf and it was actually probably good that I didn't know how to play because then I started taking lessons and going to the range all while I'm studying for this bar exam. And let me tell you, this is why everyone loves golf. Because honestly, I used to not get it. I used to think golf was the most boring game on the planet. But have you ever tried to hit a golf ball? Okay, in order to hit a golf ball straight, you have got to stand in the perfect form. You have to have the perfect swing. You have to follow through. You have to grip the club right. You have to envision the ball going straight down the field. You have to turn your shoulders. You have to keep your left arm straight. I mean, there's tons of things that you've got to do or otherwise you're not going to even make contact, right? Like you're going to swing and totally miss or you're going to hit the ball. It's going to chip to the right or slice a gazillion of issues that will happen. So guess what? When you're truly focused on hitting a golf ball straight, it's literally impossible to focus on anything else. You can't focus on that fight you had last night with your boyfriend or your husband or what happened last night that upset you. You can't worry about paying your bills or if things are going to fall into place. Guess what I couldn't focus on? I couldn't focus on my fear of the bar exam because all my attention was focused on trying to hit that ball straight. (laughs) And so guess what happened? For those hours when I would take a break from studying and I would go to play golf, all the fears that were normally running through my mind, they went away. They went away. It was only about golf for that hour and I would start feeling better it was crazy I was like this is amazing I I I didn't know what was happening but I was literally unwinding and I would get to the session you know the driving range or if I had a lesson and I would be a total 10 in terms of stress and anxiety and all of that stuff when I started and every single time when I would leave I would have unwound and been back to at least, I'd say, a four. Sometimes I could even get down to a two in terms of my stress level, and I would be totally calm. I was able to get myself in the right mindset. Now, I didn't get all that good at golf. In fact, I'm still trying to work on hitting the ball straight. But honestly, that wasn't even the point. The point was, I had found a way to unwind all of the stuff that I was stressed out about, and I could just take a break and do it. I could focus my mind on golf and get it to a better place. And obviously, I'm sure you can imagine, once I realized that, and my mother, who is so nice, trying to help me through when I was studying for the bar, she'd be like, go play golf today. You sound like you're in a bad place. So I was, and I, I mean, throughout the whole time I'm studying for the bar, I was consistently taking these breaks to go to the driving range. So if you are a wife or a girlfriend and your husband is always playing golf and you're annoyed, (laughs) because I've spoken to lots of women and I get that, uh, you know, your husband's gone for the whole day on Saturday playing 18 holes and drinking beers with his friends on the golf course while you're at home with your kids and handling everything, guess what? Let him go. (laughs) 
encourage him to play. Tell him to make sure when he goes out to really focus and do well. Because guess what? He's going to come back to you in a much better condition, a lot less stressed out, and more fun to be around. But anyways, okay, back to, to our situation. Enough about golf. Because while you definitely can do activities like golf or anything else, right, that's going to take your mind off the challenges or whatever else it is that you're going through, what I actually do now and what I want you to do is to incorporate into your day this thing that I've been talking about, the what's already working list. And this is a list that I look at every single day, like no exceptions. And... I recommend you create one of these lists too because you want to have something that's easy and quick to refer to. Like when you're going through and or right before you're about to go on a downward spiral and you want to catch yourself, you don't want to have to start thinking, okay, what's already working in my life? No, you want to have this list, right, that you can just pick up and read. And so on this list, I have everything in my life that I appreciate that's already working. All the things that have fallen into place. The big things like, of course, my family and my friends. But even the smaller things, too, that I that I know are working well. Like for my business or other little signs. Little morsels that things are working and coming together. And this list is something that I update all the time. And anytime I notice something else, I'm like, oh, that's fallen into place. Let me put it on my what's already working list. And again, the little things definitely, definitely count. I was talking to this woman who reads the Possibility of Today magazine, and she said something that I just thought was so profound and such a great way of explaining exactly what the What's Already Working list is all about. It makes sure that you notice everything. And so she's saying... The problem that she was making is that she was looking for dollars and she was overlooking the pennies. You know, the little wins, the things that are easily to overlook but are really important because they add up. And she was saying, you know what, I forgot that as long as I have a hundred pennies, I have a dollar. And I just thought that was such an amazing way of putting it because it's so true that we're always looking for dollars. We're looking for these huge quantum leaps in our life. We're looking for, oh, boom, I finally done this and everything's fallen into place. But in order to get there, the real way to do that is to start noticing and appreciating the pennies, right? And understanding that we're gaining momentum and things are coming together like we want. And it's just a matter of getting more and more pennies and then things come together because the little wins are amazingly important, right? They keep us inspired. They keep us energized. They keep us feeling good about the things in our life because we're not overlooking all the things that are already working. Obviously, they help to strengthen our faith because we can see, hey, you know what? Things are coming together. So that's what my what's already working list is all about. It has the pennies, the dimes, the quarters, whatever else I'm noticing that I know I want to stay focused on. It allows me to not focus on the wrong things, the things that aren't working. It makes sure that my pennies and my dimes and my quarters and everything that is working overshadows that. And so not only do I use it regularly, like every day, to keep my positive energy flowing, I use it for this specific three-step process that I was talking about with my friend whenever I notice a challenge has come up and I notice, hey, you know what? This is a situation where my mind could blow things out of proportion and I could start downward spiraling so I'm going to go through this three-step process and the what's already working list is incorporated into this process so this is the thing that I really wanted to take you through it's really easy it's a nice three-step simple process and I love three steps 
nice and easy. Keep things nice and easy. That way you can repeat them and actually do them. <laughs> and so the first step, obviously, okay, so you have a challenge or you wake up, you're not feeling well, something's off, you know, you something triggers it and you're like, oh my goodness, it's going to be one of those days. No, it's not because you're going to choose to do things differently. And the first step is to just stop and take some time to settle your mind. I'm a big fan of deep breathing or going on a walk or doing anything else that relaxes you. It's just about recentering and letting things just kind of slowly but surely calm down. And you know you don't want to wind yourself up anymore. And so the best thing that you want to do is just stop. So that's step one. And your main focus, of course, is just returning to your center. What's the quickest and best route back to your center? Then after that, right, after you feel like you've recentered, that's when you take a look at your what's already working list. Okay, so this is the beginning of step two. You take a look at your what's already working list, which you've already created. So that allows you to step back, take a look at your life in its entirety, see what's already working. And that's what you start off step two with. Then after you do that, you are in the right mindset. If you've really gone through the exercise, right, of recentering and looking at your what's already working list, you are in the right mindset to really start focusing on, okay, this is the challenge that's come up in my life. And now I need to think through some potential solutions. You're calm, you're relaxed, you're feeling better. You're not focused on woe is me. I'm downward spiraling. The world is ending. You've gone through your what's already working list. And you know now, okay, I'm in a good frame of mind where I can actually see the situation for what it really is. I can consciously think through it thoughtfully and I can think about some solutions. I can think about some things that I can do to improve things or take a step forward or solve whatever has gone wrong. Now, there's sometimes when it's not necessarily about solving a situation, right? If you're working through some challenging times, it's more about kind of accepting it and finding a way to understand, okay, you know, I'm here for a reason and to put things in perspective and to understand this may not be the ideal situation I want to be in, but at this point, the best thing I can do is have the best perspective about this situation and calmly and thoughtfully figure out my way through it. So sometimes it's not necessarily about solving anything. And actually, Deepak Chopra, who you may have heard of, he's this famous author and teacher, was talking to Oprah during an interview, explaining this exact idea of being calm and thoughtfully thinking through things instead of just being all caught up in a situation. And then your mind's not really clear enough anyway to think through anything, right? When you're all wound up. So you think you're helping the situation by thinking through things, but you're not. You're not really being thoughtful or as Deepak explains it, you're not consciously thinking. And when he says consciously thinking, he doesn't mean conscious like the opposite of fainting or when you pass out and you're unconscious. Here, Deepak is talking about consciously thinking as being calm, relaxed, really present in the moment and able to think through things clearly. As Deepak explained, just like you can choose to consciously breathe, you know, like to focus on your breath and to kind of stop the mind chatter, you can choose to be thoughtful about thinking, right? And you can choose to consciously think. Listen to how Deepak Chopra explains it here. Most of the time people are not consciously observing their thoughts and most of the time they're not consciously thinking their thoughts. You know, just like you're not consciously breathing right now, but if I tell you to consciously breathe, you can. And that type of conscious thinking or thoughtfully thinking through solutions, that's exactly what you want to do, right? When 
you've completed step one and you've recentered and you've put things in perspective and you've looked at your what's already working list and now it's time for step two, which is finding the best solution, that's when you really want to be able to consciously think. Does that make sense? And then after you do that, right, it's time for step three. You've done step one, you've recentered, you've done step two, you improved the way you've seen things, you've read through your what's already working list and found a solution or a best next step, assuming that there actually is one. And so then the final step is step three, right? And that's to return to doing things that relax you and recenter you. Again, breathing, going on a walk, whatever it is, you know, anything that's going to kind of take you from if you're a 10 or a 9, that's going to untangle you, right, and return you to a 2 or even a 1 if you can do that. And yes, there are going to probably be things that you're going to have to manage through, but like you've always done, you're going to manage through this too. And that's what you want to remind yourself of after you've gone through this entire process because eventually things are going to fall into place. And at the end of the three-step process, that's kind of your takeaway message that you want to leave with. You want to be feeling good. You want to have the best mindset. And you want to know, hey, it's okay. Things are going to work out. So I call it, you create a get your mind right sandwich, right? And the thing you start off with, again, is like the bottom piece of bread. So imagine a nice piece of bread and on it is written, get your mind right. Okay, so... You go through that, you eat that sandwich, that step one, that part of the sandwich, and you're relaxed. And then you get to step number two, and that's the meat on the sandwich, right, on top of the bread. So that's the meat of whatever you're working through because you've gone through this bottom piece of bread, and now it's time to get to the meat of the situation. So you start with the good meat, the what's already working list, right? That's the beginning of step two, finding a better perspective, and then, of course, finding some solutions. Again, that's all in step number two. And so then finally, at the end, you put on top another get your mind right piece of bread, which again is gives you plenty of time to get your mind right and to recenter. And of course, to remind yourself that everything really is going to work out. And then those are just the three steps that you go through. There's actually this uh, great author, his name is Michael Singer. And I heard him talk about the same process, once again, with Oprah. And he talks about recentering, or as he explains it, entering a quiet place. And once you do that, you can find your solution, right? Listen to how he explains it, because it's really, really good. Realize you are causing the vast majority of your own problems due to your mental reactions. So as life unfolds on a daily basis, you have the right to choose not to do that. You can still go to work. You still take care of the kids. You just lean away from this, this mess that the mind is doing to amplify and overemphasize or over-exaggerate whatever's going on. When you let go of the noisy mind, you will end up in a seat of quiet. My experience is that now you can look at reality and you will know what to do. Just the fact that you don't have all this static right? Yes. means the quiet one who's clear will look at reality and it will be pretty obvious what it is for you to deal with. I mean, and what he said is really so true, right? Because we can always find solutions and we can manage through anything. And when we're calm, we're just so much more likely to find the best solutions when we have that right mindset. We have a choice. And I think that's what's key to realize. What I noticed in the past was I used to sign up for bad days. And I thought that I had to accept, you know what, it's just going to be one of those days or some of those months. <laughs> you know, the next X number of weeks are going to be tough because I just have so much going on or so much going wrong or things are just not falling into place. But that's just not the case, right? We've got a choice on how we're going to feel and manage through the day. And it doesn't mean 
that we don't have real things going on from time to time that may feel heavy. And I know I've had to continue to work through those times. And my friend that I was telling you about, she's working through her list of things. But the reality is, is you can make yourself feel better about whatever is going on. You can raise your energy and move through the day and get through these times without suffering too much. But got to choose to do it, right? And once I figured that this worked, I just made a different decision for how I was gonna manage through all of these challenges, anything that came my way. Because honestly, life is just too short, isn't it? I mean, yes, you can accept that things are rough right now and choose to give in and sign up to have a bad or tough day. Or you can just choose to do it differently. And you can decide you're gonna turn around the day if it's not going in the right direction. And you don't have to sign up for unnecessary suffering if you can just make a different choice and choose to go about things in a different way. I mean, it's no different than what I tell my daughter. I told her, yes, you can pout and be all upset she's six and she always wants these after-school snacks. She wants a slush from 7-Eleven. And I can't get her a slush every day. It's ridiculous. It's too much sugar. There's a zillion reasons why. So I said, you know what? You had a slush last week and you just don't need them every day. And you can choose to be really upset about this because that slush to my daughter is like the bar exam to me. It's just a, as big of a deal to not get it. And so I'm like, you know what? You can choose to just be upset and you can stay mad at mommy and make yourself feel badly and then make your homework all that much harder to do because you're not in the right frame of mind, but you still got to do your homework. And you can just sign up to mope around and just be upset because mommy didn't get you a snack. Or, honey, you can just choose a different way. You can decide, hey, I don't get a slush this week, but maybe I can find a healthy snack that mommy's going to actually agree to. And why don't you try to schedule a day with me, maybe for next week or next month, and we can go get a slush. And then you can have that to look forward to. The funny thing is, when I was relaying that story to her, I'm realizing this is the same exercise you know, that I'm going through about really choosing to focus on the right thing, you know, for whatever challenge or for whatever I think is going wrong, it's just about choosing to follow a better path, you know, one that's going to help me find my way to solutions and most importantly, realize the truth. And it's the same truth for you, right? You've already got so many things that are going well. And if you don't think so, then you probably are gonna to wanna to think about it again because there are things you've accomplished. There are good people in your life. There are things you're currently doing really well. And there are absolutely even better things coming your way. And that's important. Actually, that's crucial to not overlook that reality or minimize what is already working. Because today, and all of the todays in front of us are filled with possibilities. And there's so much goodness out there that's just waiting for us. It's the things we want for our life, the relationships we want to experience and enjoy. And of course, most importantly, that peace of mind and the sense of contentment that we've always wanted. And the question I started asking myself is what am I going to do with this day? Am I going to use it to get what I want? Am I going to use it to take advantage of that possibility to have my good energy flowing, you know, to do things that are inspiring and motivating that are going to get me to where I want to be? Because I'm a believer in that quote by uh, Paulo Coelho, that if you only walk on sunny days, you'll never reach your destination. And so... Again, it doesn't mean that you have to manage through 
challenging times and pretend like, oh, this is easy and, you know, the things aren't something that you have to resolve. But if you have the right mindset, you can get through them quickly and expeditiously and painlessly. And you can learn your lessons and get on your way to what you want for your life. Get on your way to the goodness. So those are my three steps, the sandwich approach. Centering, step one, step two, your what's already working list and the new perspective, which is then followed by solution if there is one. And then again, centering again and reminding yourself that everything is gonna fall into place. And you can do this over and over and over again throughout the day. If you notice that you start slipping or if you start not feeling great about things, you can kind of recharge. And that has literally allowed me to manage through any challenge that's put on my plate. So I hope that helps you. I hope you like those three steps. And now we are going to talk through these hot questions because John has them and we promised him we are going to answer them. John, we are going to get to those next. We're going to talk about how you can start the day off right and also how you can really think through the decisions you've made. If it's something serious and you want to stop regretting or doubting if you've made the, the right one. So I hope you guys will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. All right, so let's get into these hot questions. John has asked if I could give him some tips for what he can do to start the day off right. And John... I am a believer in having a morning routine. So what I consistently do is to take 30 minutes or an hour every morning to myself. And I recommend you do that. And I start off with just reading something that inspires me or motivates me. Just anything that kind of gets your good energy flowing and, you know, makes you feel like you're ready to start the day. (laughs) And then the next thing I do is review my what's already working list like we were talking about earlier. And that list includes, of course, everything that's already working, the big things, the small things. So I do that as step two and read through that of my morning routine. And then finally, I plan out my day, you know, and what I'm actually going to do. Um, And I have this master plan that I work off of and I just pick things off of it that allow me to know I'm taking another step forward. So that is what I would recommend for you too, to start the day off right. It just gets you feeling productive and charged up and ready to go through the day. So, you know, you take an hour to yourself, you go through your what's already working list, and then you plan out and schedule your day. And in terms of your next question about being doubtful of decisions that you've made and wondering if you've made the wrong one and how they're going to impact your future. What I would say is that I know it's always a tough thing to not feel confident about your decisions. And I can remember back to some really hard decisions I had to make. And at the time, I was just trying to follow my intuition. And I wasn't 100% confident that I had made the right decision. And that would weigh on me. And so I get it that this is weighing on you. But what I can tell you is looking back now, I realize what mattered the most in every single one of those situations was that I was being honest with myself and that I was doing the best that I could at that time to follow my truth and my intuition. And oftentimes that's not something that feels black and white, right? I mean, it's not like you know for sure, okay, this is the right decision. But ultimately, what will help you feel better is if you can know that you followed your truth, that you made the best decision that you could at the time, knowing what you did, that you lived up 
to your standards. And as long as you can believe that and see that and feel that, that will help you get over the doubt, the indecision. It will start fading away. Because again, the most important thing is that you follow your truth. And if that means that you've made a mistake, so be it. Because then that means you're going to learn a lesson and you're going to find out what your real truth is. <laughs> but the times I see people get into trouble the most is when they know what they're supposed to do, they know what their truth is, and then they choose something completely different. And that's when you're not listening to your gut. That's when you're not listening to your intuition. And that's when you really want to maybe reconsider and revisit the decision you made. So John, I hope that helps and I hope that answers your questions. If you do have any more, just email me at sybil at possibilityoftoday.com. And that goes for all of you. If you guys have any questions, please, you can drop by the iTunes page, leave them in the ratings and review section, or you can send me an email at that same address, sybil at possibilityoftoday.com. And I hope you have a wonderful week. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Enjoy the day, guys. And of course, live today better than yesterday.